0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from euphoric euphemisms to useful universities. And today we're talking about unicorns. Prepare
2: yourselves. So, unicorns, Brian, obviously are not a D&D original.
0: <laughs> no, there's only one of them, as the
2: name implies, right? Uh, No, the name uh, is referring to the horn
0: on there. head. It doesn't mean one corn?
2: No, it does not mean one singular corn. Oh. Uh, unicorns are probably one of the most iconic uh, cryptozoological creatures in real life, second probably only to dragons. Okay. Um, I mean, that's my opinion. I'm not sure if that that's not really a fact, but so would, we you have, like, would you agree? Would you agree that the unicorn might be the most iconic besides dragons like the ah, most like geez. widely recognized
0: it's hard to say things like that on the internet because of <laughs> I reasons. think it would be
2: the most widely recognized
0: I think you're I think you're very close so, so like there are real life there's dragons right Komodo dragon or whatever it has dragon in the name sure there's yeah. a lot of dragon lore there are also horses and all you really need to do is pop a horn on that bad boy it's so true yeah
2: okay <laughs> so most stories and myths we have about unicorns come from Western Europe and Greece but the oldest depictions we actually have of them originated in the Indus Valley region region between India and Pakistan. Oh, okay, cool. unicorns are from India slash Pakistan.
0: Wow, I did not know that. That's awesome. Yeah.
2: Funnily enough, even though folklore of unicorns spread to Europe through ancient Greece, unicorns are not part of Greek mythology, and they're not included in Greek legends. Uh, the Greeks thought these animals- Like at were, all? No, because the Greeks thought they were real animals. Oh, shit. Yeah. And treated their tales similarly to tales of other far-off creatures like lions and tigers and, and such. So, uh, which is to say- that they treated them with wonder and awe, but not quite the same grandeur as their mythological monsters.
0: What if they were real at one
3: time?
2: I mean, that, that is a theory out there, although there's no evidence to that at all.
0: Um, like, their, uh, like their horn was made of like, calcium or something that doesn't like, fossilize well?
3: Something yeah. like
2: that.
0: I don't mm, know. Maybe. I mean,
2: you would still find a skull that had like traces of like a horn protrusion. But I'm just saying things I don't know anything the about. The myth.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could tell.
2: <laughs> the myth of the legitimacy of the unicorn existing actually persisted well into Renaissance Europe. Like People wow. thought these things were real. Many uh, faux unicorn horns were purchased by nobility, which were in actuality narwhal tusks. Oh shit! And yes, narwhals are very real creatures because I've met a lot of people who don't think narwhals are actual real creatures. They're You've not met people that don't. Yeah, think, yeah, they like, didn't know, know the narwhal was an
0: actual, real thing. Like I see these things on the internet, but I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know any flat. It's Earthers, actually fairly you know I mean?
2: common that people just thought narwhals were mythological as well.
0: Wow. Well, they're gonna be they're gonna be the closest <laughs> thing to mythological don't. pretty soon. These orca whales are really doing a
3: number. Well, but.
2: anyways, <laughs> unicorns are magical beasts that resemble horses with white coats, manes. And tails. Nice. But unlike horses, unicorns have a single spiraled horn of ivory upon their forehead known as an alicorn and that's the name of the horn. Uh, and rather than having single-toed hooves like a horse, unicorns actually have cloven hoods like those of a deer or a goat or a sheep. Okay. Um, that's weird. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either before I started doing this I thought research. it would just be like
0: a horse but um, with a horn on it. <laughs>
2: no. It's actually, it's a little bit like kind of like a fey touch to it. Wow. Okay. Cool. Those like satyr type hooves. And it's even said that uh, unicorns don't Um, they don't gallop and run like horses do. They actually kind of like leap and bound like deer through the forest. (laughs) They walk on two back legs. No, No, but they leap and bound like deer. And this kind of makes sense because unicorns live in the forest. Horses do not live in forests. That's true. Horses live on plains. So I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. So anyways.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sure.
2: Uh, Unicorns are highly intelligent creatures with the ability to speak many languages. They're extraordinarily rare, leading to much mystery and rumor uh, surrounding them. Um, And they're quintessentially good and pure beings. And depending on your edition, they're either extremely lawful good or extremely chaotic good. But the good part's not disputed. Okay. For sure. In the older editions, unicorns were designated as fake creatures of the forest, and as such, they were like fickle, chaotic creatures. 5e is designating unicorns as celestial beings with a lawful good, very closely connected with deities of good, uh, but also deities of nature. Um, They've done some interesting things with 5e, and I gotta say, I kind of love it, but we'll get into it. So, the magic of unicorns is extremely legendary the most legendary thing about them is the fact that they are magical um it's said uh that their magic derives directly from their horns which is stated to be a shard of pure divinity uh of their fabled powers the most famous is of their horns healing properties so a unicorn horn is said to be able to cure any poison sickness or wound and even res- resurrect the resurrect the recently dead
0: oh wow okay yeah um,
2: yeah, Because of the legends, many greedy and power-hungry mortals seek out unicorns to kill and take their horns. Powdered, powdered unicorn horn can make very powerful potions, uh, and wands made of unicorn horn are extremely powerful.
0: <laughs> I got some unicorn dust here. <laughs> Want to ever- buy some? <laughs>
2: Have you ever seen, um, have you ever seen, a, it's a stupid movie, but I love it. It's called Harry Potter. Your, Your Highness. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, you've talked about that they, a lot. I yeah, never actually watched it. Spoilers for Your Highness, but they, yeah. They oh, seek, no. They Wait, seek,
0: <laughs> let me turn the podcast off.
2: <laughs> they seek out the uh, the sword of unicorn. Which oh, is, shit. It's basically a magical sword with a unicorn horn for the hilt, <laughs> and, but it's the only thing that will kill, like, the evil wizard because it's so magical. Yeah, okay. I don't care what anyone says. I really enjoy it. I, I know mean. that you love that movie gone. <laughs> uh Unicorns live uh, pretty much exclusively in enchanted and sacred forests of the world. Now, the, whether the forests are enchanted because a unicorn lives there or a unicorn lives there because it's enchanted is up for debate. Let's talk about that. <laughs> but I would bet on the former. I would bet like the, the forest is enchanted because the unicorn chooses to live there.
0: You would? Is I that would. You go
2: because unicorns have regional effects, which we're oh, going to get into later. Okay, that makes uh, more and sense. And they have, uh, well, they have legendary actions, not layer actions, but still. Like, I would say that it's maybe it's a little bit of both because it is said that like the gods will send unicorns to like protect sacred areas or sacred objects. So okay. it's a little bit of both. But I, I think a unicorn existing in an area for an extended amount of time will cause it to become an enchanted
0: forest. Have you seen that magic spirit horse in Breath of the Wild? Um, There's one on the map, and you can like go find it, and um, ri- and you can ride
2: it. No, actually, I don't think I have. It's pretty rad. Yeah, for sure. Um,
0: it's like one of the best horses. Right. I will. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's kind of <laughs> like that. Like, um oh man, so, so you're 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 baiting me like unicorns. I always thought unicorns were like kind of passively powerful in a way that they're, they're like they're just so good. They they emanate this like good fortune and so blah, it's blah.
2: a it's a little bit of both. Uh, I. I we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, but we could talk about it a little bit now. Um before 5th edition they were very much kind of what you're saying where they're almost fragile creatures right and their magic was like you said more passive it was more like good and healing and like, like a good omen yeah, like I saw a unicorn and holy good shit luck, I good luck I good omen found exactly. five dollars on the way home yeah sure exactly that um, but 5 eves definitely turned them more into a fucking force not to be fucked with yeah which we'll get into later but, uh, but <laughs> I yeah just,
0: I can't stop picturing like a, you come across a unicorn it's like on a it's on like a, stu- a tree stump like lifting weights it's like sup bro up, <laughs> bro <laughs> you found me you see any evil lately? You get one wish, bro. (laughs) You get one wish.
2: Yeah, unicorn bro. Sounds like an amazing NPC in any campaign. Dear God, I would love to come across that. Okay, so anyways, unicorns dwell deep in their domains, shunning all creatures save for good fae, elves, and sometimes druids. Uh, Sometimes good-aligned rangers will be graced with, like, a sighting of a unicorn. Okay. Um, Also, legend's tale of good-hearted elven or human maids uh, may attract the presence of a unicorn. Oh, shit. I think the idea here is that Your alignment kind of really, really matters to a unicorn because (laughs) we say the alignment chart doesn't really apply. And it doesn't to most things. But with unicorns, it really does apply because unicorns are such inherently good things that, like, their alignment affects, like, everyone they come in contact with and everyone they come in contact with kind of affects them.
0: Like it matters because the yeah. lore
2: says it matters. Exactly. So what did I write here? I wrote, your alignment really, really matters to a unicorn and in fact affects individuals in the presence of said unicorn. Good creatures tend to be overcome with love, adoration, and wonder in the presence of a unicorn. While neutral creatures might be tempted by the unicorn's worth and power and ability. Uh, evil creatures are often driven away in fear and hatred of its aura uh, of almost like, tangible purity that the unicorn Ooh. has. So like an evil person would literally like recoil from the presence of a unicorn because Voldemort. That, not Voldemort apparently. Uh, but but yeah. So that's that's <laughs> the idea that kind of like the alignment chart really does matter when it comes okay. to unicorns. For sure. Um so there are essentially two different lines of thought when it comes to like the behavior and nature of unicorns, but we're gonna get into that after the short rest. Got it.
0: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash DungeonCast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash DungeonCast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DungeonCast.
1: As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey
0: everybody, welcome to the part of the episode. We're not talking about the last thing we're talking about. We're talking about love. I love you. Love you. Tell him, Will. I love you as well. Tell him that you love him. I do. I love you guys.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. We we really do.
0: We have another show. It's called Super Quest Saga. It's an actual play Do you want double eh? the love?
2: Well, there's double the shows. We love you there, too. We're going to love you here.
0: We're going to love you over there. Indeed. It's all good. And
2: it's now a podcast, so you can actually listen to it without having to look at our ugly mugs.
0: Yeah. Do you Indeed. not like our ugly mugs? <laughs> you don't have to deal with them. Just listen to our sweet voices. <laughs> yeah, we'll put the link in the description. And to help you help us, we have incentivized it with a contest. Indeed, we have. So, well, like, a, Is it a contest? What are they um, competing yeah, for? Yeah, it's a
2: contest. They're competing for a uh, set of Hackstack metal dice. Is a lottery a contest? It's a lottery,
0: yeah. Yeah, okay.
2: We've been calling them contests. If it's not a contest, we've never ran a contest. Oh, shit. (laughs) But it it is a contest. So if you guys want to uh, enter to win one of these uh, dice sets, which you can choose the color of. They're very um, beautiful. And they're very beautiful dice. All you have to do is leave a rating and review on iTunes for our newest podcast, SuperQuest Saga. Again, we'll put the link in the description. And uh, you'll automatically be entered. I'm going to be drawing a name from all the entrants on April 1st. And uh, yeah. So go and ahead. That's not a think- joke. And it's not a joke. I'm not trying to fool anybody. It just, it just happens to coincide with the three-week period that we're trying to get ratings for. We don't
0: do holidays on this show because we can't keep track because we record in advance. Indeed, we do. Like today's St. Paddy's Day, but this uh, will yeah. not be airing on St. Paddy's no, Day. It won't. I think Warforged aired on St. Paddy's Day. I think we so. did not mention that shit at all. Indeed. Happy St. Patty's Day. Well, with that, I ago. think we could get back to the show. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Back to Unicorns. Back to <laughs> Unicorns. <laughs> and back, and back to the, to the show. show. We've returned. Indeed we have. And uh, I was talking about two lines of thought when it came to Unicorns. So there's everything pre-5th edition, uh, which paints Unicorns as wild and chaotic spirits of good and nature that flit about their domains, spreading uh, joy and wonder, but also being very fragile creatures that are easily frightened and sent running by any humanoids or beings not pure of heart.
0: Yeah, it's like a dove. Like some like kind a of dove. Little, like something a-
2: fragile, something to be protected um, 5e, on the other hand, depicts unicorns as divine guardians of the material plane sent by the gods to ward evil and protect sacred artifacts, places, and people.
0: But they just fucking run away from everything. No, well, not
2: anymore. They don't. Oh, not anymore. They used <laughs> if the, to. If the forces of darkness strike at a being the gods wish to protect, they might send them to a unicorn's forest where, if evil follows, it best watch its fucking Holy ass. Because unicorns give no fucks.
0: I need you to stab the evil with <laughs> yeah. your horn. And they will. Go obliterate so, the evil. I,
2: I'm going to be honest. I highly prefer 5e's version of badass unicorns it just it really scratches an itch for me i, I don't mean, know what it is i fucking love it so we had
0: a conversation about fighting 10 year olds <laughs> yeah which sure. isn't advised we not not yeah, not a real life thing
2: we don't condone
0: that but like imagine that scenario but you're fighting like a team of horses okay you yeah. lost yeah sure. you already lost yeah definitely you can't take more than like two or three blows from a no. horse kick
2: no definitely so not. you
0: if now just imagine a sword on the, the horse's face right exactly <laughs>
2: A bunch of horse swords, gotcha
0: Can you imagine, Oh, I need you to uh, uh, obliterate The abyssal, like, incursion That happened here Right. Uh, I'm just gonna send five unicorns Yeah, that might be actually something that would maybe happen. Yeah, (laughs) For sure.
2: So 5e describes unicorns as lords of the forest. Um, A unicorn's forest is a celestial domain where the unicorn can hear and is aware of all living things within. They hear every spoken word of the elves. They hear every leaf upon which a butterfly lands and every step a hunter makes. They're just hyper aware. This is their domain. It belongs to them now. Furthermore, unicorns have a huge spiritual influence upon all in their domain. Um, The forest will have a pervasive sense of calm about it. All the creatures of the wood, including like predators and insects, will seem and act strangely tame and compared to their normal, wilder uh, counterparts. The fey creatures of the wood will change from their normally mercurial uh, and fickle behavior to becoming loyal servants of the unicorn's will. Oh, now, this isn't out of any mind control, but due to the extreme sacred status a unicorn has to fey beings. And because under the unicorn's protection, the creatures are super-duper safe from any threat of encroaching civilization or
0: insidious evil it's just a really holy sanctuary now it feels like a, like a like a human to dog relationship a little bit where they're like you're a good boy go do my bidding right i guess
2: <laughs> you could see it like that for sure all right <laughs> um but, yeah. So, in rare circumstances, unicorns can become involved in the world outside of their domains. When darkness and evil threaten to overwhelm the mortal world, the gods may see fit to send a unicorn to pair with a champion, usually a paladin, to defend the world. A uh, paladin astride a unicorn is a sign of the gods' direct intervention in the affairs oh, of mortals. Oh, man. A holy alliance forged for one purpose the destruction
0: of evil. Oh, man. That like, I it. mean,
2: that's fucking cool. <laughs> when the DM
0: gives you a unicorn, you, <laughs> you know, know it's shit's your time. going down. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. So uh, pre-5th edition unicorns are much less stalwart champions of good, but they do have a reputation for of aiding good-hearted folks in need. So mm-hmm. stories of unicorns healing wounded rangers in the woods, protecting run- runaway lovers from evil pursuers, or guiding lost children back home are commonly told.
0: Yeah, you break so, your leg, a unicorn yeah. comes up and kisses your leg, and it's right. all better. So much more,
2: <mwah> a much more peaceful and fragile good being, again, pre-5th edition. Right. So when it comes to unicorn lifespans, there is some conflict when it like between all the editions. Like some lore says that unicorns roughly live about a thousand years. Shit. Other sources say some mysterious number beyond that of even elves and dragons. Um I I can't I think I was reading Ecology of the Unicorn, which that goes all the way back to first and second edition, and it was saying something along the lines of like a unicorn Time is meaningless to a unicorn. like uh, <laughs> <Okay>. because, <laughs> because they live so long. The only thing that, like, um rivals their longevity is trance, which we talked about trance not that long ago, right. like twenty thousand plus years. Yeah. like so for the unicorn, it all just kind of runs together for them, like, There is no moment but the now. For sure. Yeah, so it it, it was an interesting read, an interesting take on unicorn lifespan and
0: whatnot. You wake up in a clearing, there's a unicorn lifting weights. You ask him what time it is. He's like, (laughs) I don't know. I know, bro. Doesn't matter.
2: (laughs) Yeah, sure. So when it comes to relationships, unicorns are very solitary creatures, uh, rarely coming in contact with others, even of its own kind. Uh, When unicorns do choose to couple or mate, it is a pairing for life, though. Okay. um, They'll be together for forever and
0: always sword faced horse penguins yeah
2: indeed uh when unicorns uh oh yeah when an even rarer uh event of a unicorn child being born happens it's considered a holy event cause for celebration among all who dwell in the forest oh shit! it just so rarely happens that's cool yeah yeah pretty
0: cool we must protect so, the baby.
2: Indeed, the only creatures a unicorn may count among its friends are fae beings such as trans dryads, uh, sprites, or even elves. Druids and rangers have a much more respectful, like working relationship with a unicorn. Like, yeah, you're good, you do good. We both protect nature, but we're not friends, really. Yeah,
0: like I'm gonna go kill that troll so unicorn can go be a unicorn. Yeah, whatever. and the unicorn will be like, I see you, bro. Thanks. Yeah, but that'll be the
2: extent of the relationship. Thanks, bro. You let me get my reps in. Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, any questions about unicorns before we get into, like, their stats and whatnot? Because we have some regional effects to go over, and then, like, it yeah, has a pretty substantial
0: staple. So, it, it seems pretty interchangeable between Celestial and Fey. like, mm-hmm. what direction you want to go. Is Celestial part of Fey culture? In... No, they're really
2: not related in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't sound like um, it. I mean, I just wanted to ask. It's just, okay, so I think the, the reason for the split is actually really well reflected in our normal mythology when it comes to unicorns. Okay. Because there's kind of a split in unicorn mythology where, like, a lot of the older myths and legends are very fae-like. Okay. Which yeah. makes sense. You know, we have some Greek stories going on. Yeah, because I see how as like, it this all the way fickle to, creature. Yeah, it know? gets all the way to, like, the ancient Celts, which, you know, that extended not only the Isle of Britain, but into, like, parts of Western Europe. And then, of course, the Nords and all that. Um, you're going to get a lot of, like, more pagan-like myths. Yeah. But with the rise of Christianity in Western Europe... Um, remember how we talked about the griffin became like this Christian symbol of I think chastity was was the thing that we talked about okay it was just for a brief moment in the griffins episode um, Christianity had this tendency to take these pagan mythological creatures and then like uh, transfer them over to like some sort of Christian value or Christian moral so they did that with unicorns but with unicorns it was like healing and like holiness and purity mm-hmm. and so like we have these this split between unicorns being like this like mystical magical being and being almost like this representation of the holy will of God. Okay. So that's why there's this split. And that's why I'm a kind of a fan of the split in the D and D lore itself. So, so yeah. Any other questions?
0: Um, what are some cool magical things you can do with, like, unicorn parts? Like, if I pluck the hair off the mane of a unicorn, um, can I string my bow <laughs> with it so it'll
2: never break? I like that idea. Now, there's no lore about it. The lore all points to the horn. But, like, sure. in Harry Potter, it was about the the blood of the unicorn. Well, yeah, if you're nasty right. Voldemort. And if you you're wanna, nasty Voldemort. And you want to live. I'm more of a fan of, like, yeah, sure, maybe the horn is, like, the, the concentration or the core of the unicorn's power. But I like the idea especially with how magical these unicorns are kind of reflected in the lore um, of like, yeah, the hair of a unicorn being used to string a bow, or or like the tears like of a unicorn, or the tears make, like, of a unicorn, or the blood of a unicorn or any of that stuff. I think,
0: uh, you it know, depends on what kinds yeah. of tears. Are they tears of pain? Tears of joy? They probably gonna have separate effects. Let's yeah, talk about sure. Voldemort for a second. <laughs> okay. He yeah, kills, sure. he kills a unicorn. Yeah. He lives, a, they say those who kill a unicorn live a cursed life. Right. right exactly. That's like the centaur guy that said that or whatever. Right. Um, but, they never really explained what that means, and they never really caught up with it. Like as far as like, this oh, Voldemort, he's living this cursed life. He split a soul. And, and spoilers for Harry Potter. Well, he had already done that. Yeah, um, but I he, think he's already living a cursed life. So he's like, I'll kill this unicorn. I be- fine. I now correct me if
2: I'm wrong, but I believe it was Quirrell who was drinking the blood and not Voldemort. Is that right or wrong?
0: Uh, that sounds well. I mean, Voldemort was Voldemort on the back was of his a paras- face. Was
2: a parasite upon
0: the body of Quirrell. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, that I was going to s- say maybe that's why he killed himself. twice. That
2: being said, even if Voldemort was drinking the blood and they didn't follow it up later, that's okay because like he he. Died and was resurrected when he was resurrected in the Goblet of Fire. That's a new
0: life. It's a reset,
2: reset, reset button. <laughs> Old yeah. soul, new Old life. Old soul, new life.
0: Okay, exactly. cool. So that's it, my take on it. So, Squirrel paid the paid the Unicorn. Yeah, punishment. and
2: it, I mean, he definitely was living a fucking cursed life. Like his life sucked. Yeah, he had Voldemort on his and back of ended. his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so. he got burned
0: to death by Harry Potter for Indeed. no reason.
2: It, was It no reason.
0: Wow, ah, the love.
2: Okay, anyways, moving on. Let's talk about unicorn <laughs> yes. uh, stats. So okay. unicorns have, uh, well, they have layers or layers or domain, but they don't have like layer um, actions. so they do have regional effects. So transformed by the creature's celestial presence, the domain of a unicorn might include any of the following magical effects. Uh, open flames of a non-magical nature are extinguished within a unicorn's domain. Torches and campfires refuse to burn, but closed lanterns are unaffected. Ooh. It's a really fail-like effect. I really like that like one. Like as
0: soon as you drop your lantern
2: and it bursts, it just like goes out. Exactly. So cool. fires don't burn. Now, that'd be interesting to see how that, well, it says non-magical nature, but I, I feel like it should affect some fire spells in a small way. Would Is be that like
0: you won't burn my forest down?
2: Yeah, basically. Well, that's like, cool. Dear God. Like, that's
0: a great way to test if there's a <laughs> unicorn in the forest. Well, it's like,
2: it's. see, you've never read Name of the Wind, but I was, it's like Name of oh, the Wind. Hey, where, I have read it. I just okay. haven't finished it. Oh, how far are you? 20 pages. Okay, ooh, yeah, you're not very far. Then, I've been 20 pages Then for like I will three not months. say anything for spoilers, okay. but it reminds me of a thing in name of the wind, but anyways. Creatures are the other next effect. Creatures native to the unicorn's domain have an easier time hiding. They have advantage in all dexterity stealth checks made to hide. So again, just like a protective thing of like protecting the citizens of totally. the forest, yeah. Uh, And last, oh, not lastly, but the next one is when a good aligned creature casts a spell or uses a magical effect that causes another good aligned creature to regain hit points, the target regains the maximum number of hit points possible for the spell effect. That's pretty sick. That is really, really cool, uh, especially if you're a good party doing good things.
0: And if you're the DM, it's very satisfying to be like, oh, okay, I'm going to roll for my healing spell. It's like, don't worry about it. It's max. You're like, why is it max?" Just because. Don't oh, ask questions.
2: So. <laughs> Roll on arcane check. Yeah. Um, and then the final effect is curses affecting any good aligned creatures are suppressed while in the domain of the unicorn. So not cured, but gone yeah. for now. Yeah. And I, I've seen, I don't know if i go so far as to call it a trope, but I've seen that before where like someone who's cursed flees to a unicorn or like some sort of sacred holy place that suppresses it, but they can't leave. If they leave, they they'll die because of the curse. Wow, wouldn't so that be trapped?
0: crazy? Wouldn't that be crazy if one of the ways to heal like a curse or like some magical affliction like that is to like let the unicorn stab you and then <laughs> heal the stab wound? It's like you gotta get that unicorn horn in there somehow to right. like get into your system, but then oh. you gotta, then you have an open wound. You gotta like do something about that. Yeah, that'd be hilarious and really grotesque. Well, I mean, you can max um, heal, so that's true, but it's still <laughs>
2: grotesque. You still gotta go through the pain.
0: Is it tricky for you to do? Sorry for all like the general no, questions, fine. but it's like, funny. is it tricky for you to do like, oh, I broke my leg? Uh-huh. Let me do a heal spell. Your leg's not broken. Um, you heal
2: nine hit points. I don't usually work injuries uh, too much into my because it's messy, right? It can be messy unless you have an agreed on system. And there are systems in the, uh, the dungeon master's guide that you can look at, oh, and, and they, check they that work out. well enough. Um, I, if I am running, like, an injury kind of system in my game, it's because we're doing, like, a gritty, low magic type setting. Yeah, okay. Where, like, shit's real and, like, a very Games of Thronesy kind of yeah feel where, like, your character's probably going to die. You should probably have two or three backup.
0: Okay, yeah, totally.
2: You know, so, uh, and that's a fun way to play. That's not how I usually do it, but, yeah, that's, Just that's like, how I would implement
0: that. It's It gets hard because, like, oh, I, you, you get hit. Like, the monster hits you with its war hammer on your collarbone on your mm-hmm. sword side. So, right. now you're... At disadvantage because you need to use your offhand until you heal it. Right.
2: Now if it's something like it's really climactic and like maybe the bad guy did something, I might have a conversation with a player. here like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if like you lost your hand here? Don't worry, we'll figure it out so it doesn't affect you too much mechanically. Right. But like wouldn't that be like a really impactful moment? And if the player's okay with it, we'll make it happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like so that. that that's how I tend to approach any of the touchier uh, subjects when it comes to running a campaign. It's but one it's, of the
0: things that makes me sad about D&D. Is just like the the lasting effects of combat damage are null, essentially. Right. I mean, high magic
2: world. Yeah. Or in the case of Super Wars Saga, like a high technology world.
0: And I feel like that, like, okay, the flu, well, like mm-hmm. like a disease. Yeah. You got to, like, go to a cleric and get a greater restoration or something or a lesser restoration or whatever. I think the,
2: I, see, the thing, it just depends on how you're running your game because you could just live in a world where, like, yeah, clerics can do that, but, like, Clerics aren't super common. You might it's find true. one cleric per ten thousand people, or like you know a cleric. What I
0: mean? maybe there are lots of clerics, but they're just like quote clerics and they don't have powers. Right. Exactly. There's a difference between a priest and a
2: cleric. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: That maybe that's what I'm exactly. going for is like a priest.
2: Yeah. Clerics are like a cut above the rest. Like in fourth edition, one of the things that they talk about uh, at the beginning of the, the beginning of the player's handbook is how your characters are heroes. And they are a cut above the rest of everybody else. Right, exactly. Else. And ninety nine percent of the population, they're not heroes. Like yeah. they are commoners. Yeah, they as don't soon have as you're a
0: level one character, you like, are automatically better than most villagers.
2: Exactly. Ninety nine percent of the worshippers of Moradin are just worshippers and are priests. You know, or or regular clergymen. You're a cleric. Yeah, it's a cut above the rest. Dungeon World does a very similar thing. I know that's a completely different system, but in like Dungeon World, like if you if you're the paladin, mm-hmm. you're not a paladin, you are the paladin, you're the only paladin, oh, there's shit. other cool. holy knights, but they're not paladins you're the only one, so it's it's kind of a similar chosen. thing, but let's get back to unicorns, yeah, yeah, and sorry. let's talk about the unicorn stab block, because it's pretty fat, which is interesting because you're probably not going to fight a unicorn in most campaigns, unless you're evil, which I would love to have an evil one-shot, where like you're a group of like dirty mercenaries that don't give a fuck, and your, your goal is to enter the unicorn's domain, hunt that bitch down, and grab that horn, oh wow I, I just think it'd be fun, but anyways Unicorns are large celestial beings that are lawful good. Armor class 12, which is low. By the way, they're challenge rating 5, which is an interesting one to that's have legendary. Good, ac- but to have legendary actions, that's really low.
0: Well, I mean, if you have legendary actions, your CR is uh, is, is higher than what the... I mean, the true. CR like, yeah. encompasses a stat block. I feel Yeah, like. that's very
2: true. Um, I would definitely say, especially with the way they've kind of talked up the unicorn... Um, the unicorns features on legendary actions are actually all great. And if you want to like scale up the power of the unicorn, it's actually really easy. Just, just boost all like the armor and the HP, the appropriate amount and all the damage. Sure. I'll leave everything else the same and it's perfect. Hmm, okay. It's a re- really well statted out creature. So it has uh, immunity to poison. It has immunity to being charmed, paralyzed or poisoned. It says again. Oh, so it, it's, it's immune to poison damage, but also the poison effect. Okay. Um, it could speak. Uh, it has telepathy. It could speak Sylvan, Elvish, Celestial, and Common. Oh, wow! Um, it has a charge ability. If a unicorn moves at least twenty feet straight uh, toward a target and then hits it with a horn attack on the same turn, the target takes an extra two d eight piercing damage. If the target is a creature. It must succeed a DC 15 saving strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Nice. So it can knock motherfuckers down. <laughs> it has innate spell casting, uh, charisma base with a DC 14, and some of the spells it gives options for are like detect good and evil, druid, craft, pass without a trace, calm emotions, dispel good and evil, and entangle. Nice. Um, As magical resistance, the Unicorn has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. That's very handy, especially for such a low challenge rating compared to other boss monsters. Uh, Magic weapons, the Unicorn's weapon attacks are considered magical. Includes its hooves and its horn. Nice, okay. So its hooves do 2d6 plus 4 bludgeoning damage. Horn does a d8 plus 4 piercing damage. It has a multi-attack. It can make two attacks, one with its hooves and one with its horn every round. Nice. It okay. has a, a three-a-day healing touch. So the unicorn touches another creature with its horn. The target magically regains 2d8 plus 2 hit points. And if it's within, within its own domain, it's going to be max heal points. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, what is that? Uh, 16, 18. Um, the touch also removes all diseases and neutralizes all poisons afflicting the target. So just Sweet. full heal. That's it's really a full cool. restore from Pokemon. Nice. That's what it is. Um, it also has a once-a-day teleport. The unicorn can magically teleport itself and up to three willing creatures it can see within five feet of it. Oh, yeah, along with any equipment they are wearing or carrying, to a location the unicorn is familiar with, up to one mile away. Wow, so up to that's a, a, mile that's a away? nice escape button right there. It's, it's a like, great bam, way to kill. Gone.
0: If you know of like a like a spire with a f- plateau top that mm-hmm. only one unicorn could fit on, you mm-hmm. can teleport everybody. Uh, it has to be willing creatures.
2: Ah, oh. but I mean, you could. Uh, the unicorn- you could trick people. Yeah, but then that's not. <laughs> (laughs) a good thing and the unicorn wouldn't do that so there it is you got me (laughs) so uh legendary actions we just talked about legendary actions in the red dragons episode but it's an action that uh can be taken on any turn but the unicorn's turn okay and uh yeah so uh one of the legendary actions just an extra hose attack just an extra kick um Another one is called shimmering shield. So this one costs 2 legendary actions to to do, which you get 3 per round. Yeah. Uh the unicorn creates a shimmering magical field around itself or another creature it can see within 60 feet of it. The target regains a +2 bonus to AC until the end of the unicorn's next turn. That's pretty good. It's a really cool effect. That's really really that actually reminds me of like a 4E ability okay i like that just a plus two to ac protecting other people it's pretty cool and then lastly it has a heal self action which costs all three of its legendary actions the unicorn magically regains 2d8 plus two hit points so that's a nice longevity kind of thing keeping itself alive so yeah that's a
0: unicorn cr5 is like an illusion on this creature for sure like oh yeah for sure i would say it's
2: probably more close to a seven um, it's the armor class and HP that's really bringing it down. It's pretty low HP, sixty-seven HP, and twelve is is low. And twelve yeah. is really low.
0: But this unicorn is not going to be alone. If it's in a oh, forest. yeah,
2: you attack it in its domain. Yeah, you bet your ass, like, all the fake creatures are coming from Yeah, I
0: mean, some dryads are going to just, like, show up out of these trees it's and so kick true, the shit out a of tree
2: you. Hint, you know, you never know. It could be any of Anything. these things. Yeah. Birds, so. just some birds. birds. Yeah, just, just some birds. birds. <laughs> yeah, birds, birds will
0: fucking distract you <laughs> for at least one round. Have you ever gotten dive bombed by a bird? No, I've never gotten dive bombed by a bird. It's shitty. They, oh, my dog, my, they, these birds used to eat my dog's food. Oh, I mean, yeah? fed my dog outside. Mm-hmm. And he used to go and, like, mess up these birds, and then they would start dive bombing him. And so we had to bring my dog inside. It
2: was
3: what like, kind
0: of dog did you have? It had to be a small dog, right? No, it was really? like a medium-sized dog. Yeah. Wow. That's bold.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm more just impressed with the birds, I'm going to be honest. It was, What uh, kind of birds were there? I think they were like sparrows. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: any other questions <laughs> about unicorns? Um, I no, they're very cool. They're,
2: they're pretty cool, right? What color are is, are they? The okay. So all the lore says that they're they're white, pure white. They have to be white, but there is some forgotten realms lore where they can be like other colors, and there are like okay. So. I didn't want to mention this because I didn't want to get into it but fuck it we're going to get into it so I was reading in the Forgotten Realms wiki that uh, the Red Wizards of Fay did some like crazy breeding projects with unicorns and oh, like bred man. these evil black
0: unicorns. What?
2: Yeah so they're, those exist in Forgotten Realms. Oh my god. There's really literally nothing on them and like I couldn't find a book about them. Forgotten Realms uh, man <laughs> like I'm either
0: really stoked or really upset about stuff that comes out of Forgotten Realms. I mean
2: Realms. I'm ambivalent to Forgotten Realms it just it has zero effect on how I play D&D. It's so
0: just, it's so hot and cold, it's very hot and cold, and
2: I mean it's it's like comics. it's very hot and cold there too,
0: yeah, okay. Yeah. well, no so, that, I mean, like I just I was hoping you'd say rainbow that'd be cool like you know. yeah like a rainbow unicorn like yeah, they, when they run they leave like a like a prism like light trail behind yeah. them like my little pony yeah mm-hmm, for sure mm-hmm, that'd be mm-hmm, super dope mm-hmm.
2: so uh like that. with that being said I think we can get ready for a long rest we should and, and when we
0: get ready for a long rest we talk about things that we do that aren't just the dungeon indeed, cast indeed
2: such as TDC plays our uh, our YouTube channel where we play video games yeah so yeah come come there join us at TDC plays <laughs> the The link is in the description and uh, join us while we play video games it's got new art it's, it's got new nice. art as looking pretty sharp um
0: anything else you want to talk about patreon
2: yeah check out patreon we have bonus content and your support helps us upgrade the show
0: yeah we are throwing as much new bonus content as time allows up there um there's like a whole season of, uh, of a, an actual play podcast on there. There's all
2: kinds of stuff on there. So much stuff. <laughs> there's there's
0: one shots. There's Vault Raiders. There's holiday specials. Holiday specials. It's mostly games we play, um, but there's, there's more unique, interesting stuff to come. Um, so just keep checking it out. Um, check out our goals on Patreon if you want to help the show out. There's a lot of cool stuff that we are looking forward to when we reach certain milestones. Indeed. Um, Social media plugs. You can find Will at the Dungeon Cast on Twitter. You can find me uh, if you search the Dungeon Cast on Instagram. You can email us your feedback or hit us up for ad inquiry, thedungeoncast at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, um, don't forget about leaving that. Uh, If you want to leave the Dungeon Cast, the podcast in iTunes review, that's always very, very helpful. Yes. Um, Thanks for everybody who's done that. The like hundreds of you that have gone on there to do that. Thank you so much. And don't forget about the Super Quest Saga stuff and you can win some dice. Indeed. And with that being said, I think we could call it a game. Yeah, let's get out of here. We'll
2: talk to you guys later. Bye. The Dungeon Cast.
3: Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice